بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Tonight we'll be beginning our weekly series Inshallah The general title is Wednesday Night Light And the first book that we're starting with is called uh, Hidden Blessings And on the cover of this book very appropriately You have the, the phrase from the ayah وَبَشِرِ الصَّابِرِينَ To give glad tidings, to give good news, to congratulate the patient and then it says for the subtitle, 40 Wisdoms Behind Calamities, Difficulties, Trials, and Tribulations. I think the reason for this selection um, is very is very uh, self-explanatory. I think these last two years especially have been uh, a very, very difficult time for many, if not all of us, in many different ways. Things, of course, specifically related to the pandemic and quarantining and everyone being Zoomed out, etc., in addition to that, other people have dealt with a number of major, major, major challenges. Um, so what's uh, needed at times, sometimes when uh, you know we're going through a difficult time, when we're going through uh, a dark time, we need a little bit of sunshine. Sometimes if we're struggling, we just need a little bit of uh, you know iman vitamins to kind of to make it through and we ask Allah to make things easy for all of us generally speaking So there as it's mentioned in the subtitle that there are uh, 40 wisdoms in connection with challenges trials calamities, etc So for the youngsters who are here, we're gonna do things a little bit differently today You guys are gonna have to listen and bear with me and then all the way at the end That's when I'm gonna have a couple questions. Okay, so I'm not gonna have too much call-in response during Right, like I like I do sometimes. This is going to be more towards the end. But if you guys hang on and you're patient until the end, then you guys will, inshallah, get candy. I only have a little bit today, so we'll we'll maybe I'll have to come up with some really difficult trivia questions, and then we'll see who ends up getting it, one step at a time, inshallah. Wisdom number one. So th this book was originally written by Hakim al Ummah, uh, Maulana Ashraf Ali Thanwi. Uh, may Allah have mercy on him, a, a scholar from the subcontinent, and it's translated, and the, the compilation, translation forward, and commentary is by Sheikh Tamim Ahmadi, uh, a, uh, a beautiful uh, scholar of Afghan heritage. He's in the Bay Area. He started Masjid al-Huda and Noor Institute, as well as Noor Publications. This is one of their publications. They're all very professionally done. Uh, the, the typesetting is really good, the translation is really good, the language is really good, the punctuation is really good. So it makes the nerd in me really happy to see things like that, alhamdulillah, especially Islamic books that are made very professionally and produced really well. It's, it's very uh, beautiful to see in practice uh, the, the, this idea that Allah is beautiful and Allah loves beauty and that should be uh, portrayed in our efforts in general. And this is a good specific example. Wisdom number one, mind over matter. Hakim al-Ummah said, so Hakim here is being used like if someone uh, was a specialist in like herbal medicine and natural medicine. So Hakim, it, it means someone who's wise, but it's understood in that context. So he was a specialist in that area as well as Islamic studies. Hakim al-Ummah said, the one remedy to all the worries and problems of this world is to not even consider them as problems to begin with. If you do this, then there will no longer be any stress. The way we think has a major influence upon our well-being. Nowadays, many sicknesses are remedied simply by adjusting one's way of thinking. Or nafsiyat. What do I mean by nafsiyat? Simply mind over matter or changing your attitude. Do not engross yourself or overanalyze any difficulty 
or hardship. Take your mind off of it completely. Of course, this is one of those things where it's easier said than done. Uh, It's also important to note that this is not going to apply for everything, but for several things, it will uh, definitely apply. In terms of the commentary, in other words, and this is only a few words, but it really uh, took like spare parts and then kind of tied them all together with these few words. In other words, don't saw sawdust. It's, a, it's three words, don't saw sawdust, but it really takes this concept and it kind of gives that imagery that, okay, sawdust is already there. Why would you, you know, waste time sawing it? What's happened has happened. Um, and of course, this is more in connection with more, more small, more minor issues, not necessarily bigger issues. Nonetheless, the concept holds, don't saw sawdust. The problem has already occurred as decreed by Allah Azza wa Jal. Being upset about it will not improve anything at all and will simply stress one out. Though this idea is very simple, almost cliche, it is nevertheless very powerful if reflected upon and made part of one's attitude. As Hakim al-Ummah points out in the example that follows. One second, almost done with the first one. For example, if somebody is suffering from a fever, one should not say to him, oh, this is a very dangerous fever, you should be careful. The sick person did not consider the illness to be dangerous until the other person told him that it was. Now he will be more distressed than before, fearing that it may take his life. In this way, if we were to change our perspective regarding the worries and stresses of our life, then we would be free of worry and stress. There's another point of commentary, and then I have a, a, a few questions that I'll weave in, and then we'll move on to point number two. It is a sunnah of the Prophet wasallam when visiting a sick person to say, you look better than you were before. Subhanallah, rahmatan lil'alameen. The Prophet ﷺ, in so many different instances, you find him, you know, he had the weight of the world on his shoulders and he's going out of his way to lift people up and to help them feel better and to give them uh, uh, like a, a more positive perspective, ﷺ. When visiting a, a sick person, he would say, you look better than you were before and don't worry, it is a purification, inshallah, and also to give hope and encouragement to those who are sick. All of the above changes the perspective of the problem to a positive one and lifts the spirits of the sick person. So I want to ask, this is in general, if any of the youth want to raise your hands, you may. If anyone else wants to raise your hands, you may. Uh, what, is, what is something that we learn from this, uh, this brief passage here? Wisdom one, mind over matter. What's something that we learn from it? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. What is cliche? Cliche? Yeah. Good question. <laughs> cliche. What's cliche? How do you? Huh? How do you explain the word cliche? I need. I need someone with a smartphone. Overused. Huh? Overused. Over overused. Overused. Okay. Well, what's another example? Can you guys think of another example? What's something that's cliche? Yeah. You want to answer? Okay, I'll get to you in a second. Can anyone... Yes? Follow a certain pattern. Following a certain pattern, like an expected pattern, like you may uh, expect, like, oh, of course somebody would say that in type of situation, so it seems like it's very perhaps overused or there's a certain pattern that you would expect. I think that's a good way of, of explaining it. It'll, it'll make more sense over the next 10 years, inshallah. Uh, so here, here the way that it's used. Though, so it's saying mind over matter right? 
Uh, let's look at, you, you know how they say in spelling bees, use it in a sentence. I know it's not a spelling bee, but let me use it in a sentence. The way that it's being used here, being upset about it, whatever situation, will not improve anything at all and will simply stress you out. Though this idea is very simple, almost cliche, it is nevertheless very powerful if reflected upon and made part of one's attitude. So the idea mind over matter. Like we hear it all the time, it's cliche, it's overused. I think that's a, a, a word that can tie in with it. Right, so mind over matter. When people may use expressions or say things that you kind of you can already see it coming, but they say it anyways. Here's the thing, though: if something is cliche, it's probably cliche for a reason. It'll, it'll make more sense over ten years. So when we hear all the time mind over matter, a lot of the time it's actually true, right? So there's a reason why it's uh, it's cliche. That's a good question. Any? Yes. Do you want to share something? Mm-hmm. If somebody's sick and somebody else said, if mm-hmm. there is very, 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 it's the dangerous fever in the world, then mm-hmm. it will fear, the, the boy or girl will fear more and more and more. Good. No, that, that's a really, so that shows me that you're doing an awesome job, not only paying attention, but you're soaking everything up, and then you're explaining it in a way that shows that you really understand, right, what we're talking about. So thank you for, for sharing. She, she had, there you go. Okay, I'll save some questions for the end, but good job. Sorry, you don't get a piece for asking about cliche. Other, because if I give it to you, then every time someone is going to ask, oh, what does that word mean? What does that word mean? Just because they get a piece. Huh? I sound like your mom? <laughs> I must sound very smart. Mashallah. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll, take it. I'll take it as a compliment. Alhamdulillah. That, that you should go home and say, Mom, you're really smart, mashallah. Any, so one more thought or reflection, it could be from anyone, anyone on the sister side, want to share anything? Yes, ma'am, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a really good point. So the reason for the Prophet saying that is to والسلام, is to uplift their spirits. And what's interesting is that may actually help them to feel better. And then maybe they, you know, hopefully it's not a terminal illness, but um, that that can actually be uh, beneficial for that person. That oh, you know, I'm being told that I look better, and then hopefully they feel better and. It kind of ties in with the idea of mind, mind over matter. Did someone else? Yes, Esma, go ahead. Were, were, were you stretching? Yeah? Both hands? Okay. Maryam, were you stretching too? Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. To, so the Prophet wanted to to help them to feel better, and that that's part of the mercy of the Prophet 
to you know to offer that that encouragement. And one time he went to Ken. Sara, can you go take this to Maryam, please? Maryam, can you hold your hand up? Don't eat along the way, promise? Mm -hmm. Okay, good job. I know who Maryam is. Okay. There are like 19 Maryams. MashaAllah. There are five sisters here, but maybe there are 14 brothers named Maryam. Okay, so Sheikh Abdul Nasser Jangda, he mentioned that, you know, he and his wife, they were so set on naming their first child Maryam, and his oldest child is named Maryam. He said, even if she was a boy, <laughs> we, we would have named her Maryam just because it's such an amazing story, subhanAllah. Um, so, good. Thank you for, for sharing that. We're going to have to move on to wisdom number two, and then that's going to be it. Okay, we're not going to spend too much time tonight. One second, one second. So we're going to move on to wisdom number two, soldier of Allah. Hakim al-Ummah said, respected friends, Allah gives us comfort and ease throughout the year. If we happen to experience some discomfort or hardship from time to time, is it then fair to complain of that discomfort verbally, become bitter, and let that condition affect our servitude to Allah? Dear friends, look at those who are employed in the armed forces. Throughout the year, month after month, they are at ease and receive their salaries in peace and comfort. At times, of course, they may get deployed and have to fight in order to defend their country and land. Now tell me, when a soldier gets deployed to some place to fulfill his duty, does he have any right to complain or become bitter? Absolutely not. Rather, it is known that this is the demand of honor and dignity that we have been cared for all this time. And now, when asked to take orders and fulfill our duty, we must do so without hesitation or reluctance. Moreover, we have seen that when soldiers are given orders, they do not refuse. Instead, they are ready to go and face the enemy. Additionally, they tolerate all types of hardship for the sake of pleasing those in authority. In fact, the soldiers are even ready to give up their own lives and consider doing so to be honorable. Pondering over this, how unfortunate must it be for us that despite receiving bounty, receiving bounties from Allah throughout the entire year, in the face of the slightest difficulty or hardship, we immediately begin to complain. Should the conduct of a slave with his benevolent Lord be any less than that of an average soldier with the state? SubhanAllah, very interesting imagery, very interesting concept. Any thoughts, any reflections from anyone? If you want the candy, if you don't want it, that's okay. Any, any, any grown-ups? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Is almost parallel? The same, yeah. So there, there are parallels. Yes. So we have a second mic. We'll try it out, see how it goes. Um, so the uh, the point that you were making was that there, the parallels between the example of a soldier and then also a person with iman, it's similar because if someone's a soldier and they're commanded to go somewhere and do something, then they have to do it. They don't have the option to think twice. They do it. So for someone with iman, then if Allah and His Messenger essentially command us to do something, then it's interesting that it's a similar... 
it, it's it, in a sense it's non-negotiable, right? If this is something that has to be done, if a person's at that level for their iman, then that's their reaction, right? So it's interesting at the end of Baqarah, Amana Rasulu, Iman is highlighted, and then in the same ayah, Qalu Samiana wa Atana, because the Sahaba they got to a point when they were commanded to do something, we listen and we obey. So they, they were uh, very quick to respond in that way. That, that's a good point. Jazakul Khair. For sharing. Anything else that you want to share? Go ahead. Very good in the example of a cliche is uh, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. For a service member mm-hmm. or a, a retired service number, mm-hmm. member. Service member regarding uh, uh, like a former soldier? In, okay, okay. Uh, when you go to, uh, say for example, the hospital, mm-hmm. the first thing you hear is. Uh, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. That's a cliche. Mm-hmm. It's been used for generation and generation and generation. Mm-hmm. To say thank you for your or even saying thank you at times, that's a good point in general. Like if someone is at a restaurant, someone brings them their food and they say thank you. It may not, I don't know if that would count as but being cliche, cliche to say so. Right, right. That's, that's just manners. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so saying thank you for your services and, exa- and you're tying that in. So you're tying wisdom one with wisdom two. It's a lot of wisdom. MashaAllah. <laughs> Is there... Jazakallah khair. Would, would, would you like... Give it to Zach. Zain? Because he brought you... <laughs> he brought you the can. Okay. Is there anyone else? Anyone on the sister side who would like to share anything? We'll just take a, a few more minutes. Any, any thoughts? Any reflections regarding... This, hold on, you gotta you got got be my running man. One second. Any, <laughs> I thought you were gonna do the dance. Thank you for not doing it. We'll, we'll leave that to the side. Any, anyone else? If not, then we can, we can ask any of the, okay, go ahead. I should have sent you with the candy. <laughs> go back. <laughs> you wanna send your sister? Go ahead. Yes, Mariam, go ahead. Some people do. It's good to, right? Does a person have to? Not necessarily, but what we're learning from the Prophet um, is this, this idea uh, in connection with manners that if you go to, to visit someone who's sick, then to, you know, to say something positive, to share something positive, to try to make them feel better, hopefully those around them feel better. It kind of, depending on how they say it. If someone says it sarcastically, that's messed up. <laughs> if they go and like, oh, you look like you're getting better, huh? psych. Like that, that's the opposite of what we would want to do. So if someone says it, then it should be said in a comforting way and, and in a way where you're trying to uplift their spirits. Hold on with the water bottle clips. Um, one time the Prophet, he went to, to visit a man who he, he had a bad fever. And the Prophet mentioned like, you know, don't worry, it's, you know, purification, inshallah. And there, there's, there's, a, uh, there's a double meaning here. Purification of your body, like hopefully your body, you know, purges this fever, right? Hopefully it's purification. Hopefully, you know, your, your physical health will become more pure, will become better, but then also spiritually, right? It can be a type of purification as well. Um, and in, in that example, that man responded saying, no, this is just a fever trying to put, put me in my grave. And the Prophet said, then that's what it is. 
like, I can't help you with your perspective. That's up to you. I'm trying to offer something positive and it's up to you to either, you know, take it or leave it. So it is encouraged, right, to, uh, to you know, to say something, whether it's something specifically the Prophet said, or if it's just conceptually positive, uh, someone, if they just speak from their heart to try to say anything to make them feel better, then uh, that can also be uh, a way of practicing this concept, inshallah. It's a good question. Any any further points on, on the sister side? Luqman is here. He's like jumping out of his seat. He's Luqman <laughs> al-Hakim. He wants to share some wisdom. Any any other thoughts before the... Zain, I need you to run and go get the mic. Any other thoughts before... I, I forgot to ask, did you want your piece of candy? <laughs> Are you sure? Do you want to give it to any of them? Okay. So, hold on, Zane. She'll, she'll tell you who she wants to give it to. Okay. Yes, Luqman. Here. How old are you now? Uh, seven. Okay, so get used to hearing your voice on the mic, because in ten years you'll give a khutbah, inshallah. Go ahead. So, um, like, if you visit a person and then, and then you, and then you say, like, like, um, like you say, uh, like, uh, like good things mm -hmm. that uh, that might happen to them, and then and then, uh, and and if you do that, and then and then they are and they are. Um, uh, Let me ask you a question. If you go and visit someone who's sick, and you you share something. Positive that you know you look better today than than you know, maybe they visit them a couple days in a row. Oh, you, you know you're looking better today. That's good. Do you think they're gonna feel better or the same or worse? What do you think? They're gonna feel better. You, you think they're gonna feel better? Why should we care about making someone who's sick feel better? Because then it'll make them feel better if you say uh, positive things. Do you think we get good deeds for that? Yeah. Do you think we get a lot of good deeds or maybe a little bit of good deeds? A lot. A lot. So it just, it takes a few moments because one, you're visiting the sick and there's a huge reward in connection with that. And then two, on top of that, uh, you're, you're bringing joy to their heart, right? You're, you're, you're making their heart feel better. And, and we know from the Prophet that after the obligations in our deen, right, the, the, uh, the best thing that you can do is to bring happiness to a believer, to the heart of a believer. So let's say someone, they pray their five daily prayers and, you know, they, they fast Ramadan, Zakah, Hajj, you know, the five pillars. If you think about it, there's a, a whole lot of good. Why? Because the Prophet is teaching us that there are certain things between you and Allah. And then there are other things like if you bring happiness to a fellow Muslim, it could be visiting them when they're sick, saying something positive. Maybe someone is, is in debt and you help them to pay off their debt. Maybe someone, they're hungry, you give them food. You never know. Maybe that, we all know the story of someone, they gave water to a dog, Allah gave them Jannah, someone else removed something harmful from the road, Allah gave them Jannah. So what if visiting someone who's sick, you say something nice, maybe that pleases Allah so much that Allah just gives you this, you know, one-way ticket to Jannah. Now, we are going to go ahead and conclude for the, the youth who are here, if you're in elementary school or middle school and you did not get a piece of candy, come to the front, I'll give you a piece of candy just for being here on a Wednesday on a Wednesday night, mashallah, in the masjid, that's super awesome. And also keep in mind, the intention is on Saturday night after Aisha, for those in elementary and middle school, come here for Aisha, and then you'll get 
a piece of candy, inshallah, we'll go ahead and conclude. So come to the front if, if you want. Have a couple more pieces. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka man atubu ilayk. Walhasr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Illa al-ladhina. Okay. Jazakum khair. Come to the front. Asma. Everyone.